May I help you, sir? How much for order of ribs? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Five. So I guess that's about fifty cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Okay, let me get one. Right on. One order. One order ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. One rib. I sure am hungry. Uh, make that one rib to go. One rib? One rib. What else? You got any soda? One dollar. Oh, come on now. Look out for a brother, man. Come on. Hey, take this out. Why don't you let me get a sip for 15 cents? My cups cost more than 15 cents. All right, fuck the cup. Pour it in my hand for a dime. Look, you greasy-headed Jerry Curl Wan. Pay me and get the hell out of my store. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, cooks, chefs, dishwashers, servers, uh, fans of food, this is episode 108 of Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Five minutes out. Thank you. Start that pasta. Uh, we are recording to you from Studio 212 on South Lake Union in Seattle, Washington. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, uh, Bobby Stills, across from me. Sir? Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami in the house. No Keith Boogie. Once again, we were supposed to record yesterday, but we did not record yesterday. So he is M-I-A. Actually, I know where he's at. He's with the kitties. He doesn't like us talking about his kids on the show, but he's not here to defend himself. Johnny, how's your child? He's good. Chilling. Getting bigger and bigger. Turns one in a couple weeks. Solid food yet? Oh, yeah. Wait. Been there. Been, been there since about six months, so yeah, he's gonna turn one in like two weeks, three weeks. So a- any teeth? Uh, one is popping in there, but nothing major yet. All right. So uh, hopefully you we're trying to get back on track with recording. Uh, it's been busy summer, a lot of stuffs going on. Uh, a few people live in Seattle. Uh, you know how the weather is. If you don't live in Seattle, basically have two seasons here. We have uh, winter and we have spring. So. When summer comes, uh, it's very short. It's very short, so we're trying to enjoy the weather while we can. Uh, so this episode, we're going to be covering a couple summer topics. And uh, Johnny went to a benefit last night, so he's going to kind of let you guys know how the benefit w- went, and uh, maybe try to push some of you other cooks or chefs out there to throw uh, some more events like this. Get get people in the community together to uh, raise awareness, raise some money, and eat some good food. So, Johnny, take it away. Yeah, so yesterday I went to Navy Strength, um, which is on right, the babe, corner of 2nd, and I want to say and Bell. Uh, battery. battery, yeah, uh, right across from the old Branzino location, which is now an Asian restaurant. Yes. Um, it's a tiki bar slash rum bar. Um, they are the sister bar of No Anchor, mm-hmm. which is a high-end beer bar that's won a couple awards. I think it's got a James Beard Award. Too. Yeah, I think so. The chef there is shit. I don't remember. But <laughs> shout him out. He's a good dude. I've met him a couple of times. Super nice. One of Amy's buddies, but he's a cool dude. Yeah, cool dude. So yeah, yesterday I went to Navy Strength and they were doing an, an fundraiser for Racy's, I think it's 
pronounced? It's really interesting. A lot of racists? <laughs> um, no, it's the organization that is working on bringing the um, children who are separated from their families at the border back together <clears throat> and give them legal action because um, I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, but... Uh, the person, the individual person is required to defend themselves in immigration law. And that can span all the way to a toddler defending themselves in court. Um, a lot of people think that that's, you know, a hoax or hearsay it's or something true. like that, but it's the truth. So you can be as young as four years old and you have to defend yourself in the court. Unless you can afford a lawyer. Unless you can afford a lawyer. And actually, there was an article I read this morning that was talking about um, a kid who was in the uh, courtroom. And the judge was like, do you understand immigration law? And his response was to ask for water. De agua? Yeah. And so he, you know, he couldn't defend himself. It's like, it's a pretty shitty situation. So anyway, um, it was a $15 suggested donation. But I mean, I pr I'm pretty sure everybody just gave $20 to get into the door because it's just like why would you split you know heads up seven up and was uh drinks or food provided for that donation yeah so there were 20 bartenders and several chefs i want to say maybe even 20 plus chefs there Ooh, um, shout them out shout them out okay so we had we had my ono fried chicken was there i saw that was a terrible picture you posted oh i just posted the bone man because i smashed <laughs> that shit uh it was super good shout out my ono um musang seattle was there so that is uh, Melissa from um, Bar Del Corso on Beacon Hill. Shout out. Um, Adana was there. So Shoda Nakajima was there. Um, Kevin from um, Mean Sandwich was there. We There were, there were quite a, a lineup. Dude. Yeah, there was quite a few lineups. There's a couple places that I hadn't been before that uh, were throwing up some tasty bits. Um, it was it was really good. Oh, Otto was there. So Eric Rivera was there. Shout out, um, my man. And yeah, it was just super cool. We had a bunch of bartenders. Vita Uva, so our friend Susie Jane, who used to work with us at Solari June so Baby. So cute. She's so cute. She yeah, she was bartending there Where's and supplying she wine. Now? She she has her own company, Vita Uva. Wine. Yeah, vine, wine company. And it's based out of the uh Fabox soup shop on Jackson. Um and she basically it's like a storefront there, but you kind of buy online and you can go there to do tastings and stuff like that. You know, Eric had talked to Eric Riviera from Otto, had talked about he had did a dinner. With yeah, her. Did so she's with still her. in the industry. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. We need to get her on the show. Uh, yeah. She said she would. So Chris let's try to set that up. I will definitely get on that. But yeah, so it was super cool. Drinks you had to pay for. Food was free. Um, but they raised $14,000 for the uh, overall up. for the night. And it was great to see so many people in the industry coming out, people from the neighborhood coming out, and just just all, all the good stuff, you know? Yeah, that's really, really cool. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. We should have talked about it and promoted it last week, but. We kind of got deep into sobriety mm -hmm. and bullshit. I want to thank Danielle again, once again, for opening up about that, about addiction in the industry. I would like to encourage any, anybody else out there, uh, if it's for charity and you want to cook food, uh, people will pay money if it's for a good cause. Oh, yeah. And people will also donate product and space and kitchen mm -hmm. availability because it is for charity. So if you've ever decide, you know, if you've ever thought about throwing a catering an event or uh, possibly doing a pop-up or something like that, it's a good way to get your feet wet. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can contact us at uh, 
Grow How Long Steak Mister. That's Mister Mr. at gmail.com. And we can connect you with the right people if you uh, want to do something for charity. Any other highlights last night? Um, you know, to be honest with you, everything everything was just great. It was just so awesome just to be surrounded by the industry and everybody just having fun and just bringing money and raising it up and just, you know, bringing that community and showing uh, Seattle how, how, how we get down, you know, like we're good. We're good people. <laughs> yeah. Seattle. So we're not all super uh, left wing libtards. We, yeah, uh, we know. just, we just like to do things for a good cause, uh, drink, we, be merry. We like to party and we yeah. like to raise money while doing it. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh, so today we're, like we said, it is summer has finally hit here in Seattle. Yes, and it has. Sir. So we wanted to cover a couple of things with summer and here in Seattle, uh, popular thing people like to do is go to the sports games here when it's nice out. Uh, uh, when it's raining and stuff, people show up, but not in droves. Once that sun comes, sun comes out, the Sounders games are packed. Seahawks games are the Mariner know. games are crazy right now because they're killing. Yeah. So basically, uh, I wanted to go over some of the new highlights that you can get at the new stadiums. So we're going to start off with the Mariners. New to this year's stadium, uh, you're going to have Din Tai Fung, which is in section 132 on the main level. Uh, Din Tai Fung is a very popular dumpling, dumpling spot here in Seattle. Uh, they have smaller versions and cheaper versions at the stadium. So uh, go ahead and check that out. And they also have things that are exclusive to the stadium. So don't just say, oh, I've eaten Din Tai Fung. So uh, let me go ahead and pass on this. Uh, Jack's Barbecue is in the pen. It's Texas. Texas style barbecue. It's uh, lit. They smoke all their meats uh, on site. Uh, Dynamite chicken. It is uh, Ethan Stoll's uh, chicken uh, that he serves at Bandling Cross. It's a uh, buttermilk marinated fried chicken uh, that has hot wing uh, sauce on it. It's also served with tater tots uh, that's covered in uh, beechers, cheddar cheese, bacon, garlic, and yellow and jalapeno peppers. Uh, they also have garlic fries, which I used to think you could only get at uh, Kid Valley. Uh, they have on-deck donuts. They're mini fried donuts like are served at the market now by where they toss the fish. That's going to be a section 132 on the main level. Sultan of Sandwich. Uh, wow. They're going to be at section 105. And it is uh, some of the guys that were at uh, Paseo actually uh, started their own company. So they're serving the Paseo Cubano sandwiches. little FYI in case you see it. Uh, they're not. It's not a knockoff. It is actually the real. Paseo. But they don't own the name. Uh, Sound Seafood. It is actually on the club level and section 249. Uh, you can get uh, some lobster rolls that are served on King's Hawaiian. Mm. Shit's lit. That's actually mm -hmm. what I serve mm -hmm. my sliders at on uh, Jupiter Bar. Uh, they have Holy Smoke Barbecue. Is uh, They have four different spots. And that's just your atypical white people barbecue. <laughs> Check it out. Trattori. I don't even know this place, but... Uh, it's uh, new Italian food. I didn't even know you can get Italian food at the stadium. Nice. But uh, this year you can. Uh, they have an Italian ice place, bubble tea, and then you have your staples. You have the Ballard Pizza Company's there, uh, Great State Burger. Paquitos is serving food. At really? Ed yeah, Paquitos is serving at Edgar's Cantina, which is a little bar slash restaurant with funny. a great view. Also, if you go to the back and get table
animal service, you will end up on TV. They always shoot people that are sitting at Edgar's Cantina eating. So uh, high cheese pizza uh, is on the main concourse. Pretty good, pretty cheap. That's a deal. They got $4 slices, which is even hard to get in the city of Seattle. Uh, Club Bistro and the Hitty Here Cafe for some of your fancier stuff. Um, so yeah, check out some of the new spots. Prices are a little bit high at some of the newer places. Well, that's how it goes. But Stadium prices. Yeah. Next on, we're going to go to CenturyLink Field. So these are some new places that are coming up for Seahawks Stadium, uh, Seahawks games this year, and also the Sounders. Uh, Sounders are doing crappy, but you can go there and get some good food. Uh, <laughs> tickets uh, are cheap, though, so it's like worth going to. Yeah. I think tickets start off at 20 bucks. So you got Beecher's Mac and Cheese. Ooh. Always really, really good. Uh, the Broham Beer Hall, uh, there at section 128. Uh, Tom Douglas has a smaller version of his Cantina Lena. Uh, have you been there yet? Mm-mm. It's behind uh, Cinerama. Uh, so he'll be serving his uh, street tacos, nachos, and sweet corn at section 113. Uh, Great State Burger is also in Century Lincoln's field. Ivers is located everywhere in that stadium. Lickety's Barbecue. Uh, Another barbecue, white people's barbecue. Uh, They also have the night market, which is uh, consisting of a bunch of... That's uh, even stole, isn't it? No, it's a bunch of different restaurants that they're bringing in there, like pop-up versions. And like, I believe, uh, what is the name of Andy's uh, truck? Sunny Up. Sunny Up uh, Seattle. They have been in there for the night market, in the night market section. Uh, And that section is 140. Um, Ezel's is serving chicken and waffles this year. Two separate locations, 126 and 321. Ooh. And then at, right outside of there, you can also uh, eat at Lark is down in uh, the Stadium Street Market. Quality Athletics, Jack's Barbecue, and Scout all have little places set up in the street market, mm-hmm. you know, right outside the stadium. Yeah, and you can also go to Guerin, which is right down the street, across the street from the Quest Stadium. Yeah, uh, tickets are mad cheap, and actually what I think we will do in about two weeks is I will give away tickets to all three. I'll do a uh, one Seahawks game, I'll do one Sounders game, and I will do one Mariners game for our fans out there. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and hit up our Facebook or our Instagram. Uh, we'll put a post about it and figure out a fun way for us to give out these tickets. Um, I'll give out the Sounders tickets first. Then I'll give out the Mariners tickets, and then once the Seahawks comes a little bit, Seahawks come a little bit closer to uh, the new season, we'll give away those. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite thing to eat at the stadium, Johnny? Uh, garlic fries, always. Always, 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 always. my score, too. (laughs) If you guys uh, do listen to a lot of podcasts, there's actually an episode of uh, Planet Money. So uh, episode number 700, it came out July 3rd. Uh, NPR's Planet Money recently did an episode called Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. And what they do is they uh, figure out the strategy of how vendors sell their product uh, food or beverage products in Fenway Park. Okay, it's only twenty five minutes long. It's really really cool to learn how people actually hustle 
lemonade mm-hmm. and peanuts and stuff like that. It's great. I didn't know those were commission sales jobs either. Oh, no. But those people are also in the food industry. So shout out to all of the people out there slinging hot dogs and ice cream at the stadiums. Uh, my brother-in-law actually started off uh, selling Cokes and stuff at Safeco Field. Now he is the head equipment manager. So shout out Matt Walcott. <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> That's kind of a switch. Right? And that, and that G, he also owns a wine store over in oh, that's Bellevue, legit. That's but legit. he has moved up the ranks and uh, that's probably the guy that's going to be hooking me up with those tickets. So <laughs> shout out Walcott. Shout him out. Shout him out. Uh, you are listening to Grill How Long Steak, Mister. Um, getting ready to slice. How long on that pasta? Uh, pasta is ready. It is being uh, microwaved. Microwaved. Heard. Heard yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are uh, brought to you by the Soundcasting Network and uh, you can check out other podcasts on that network. How to be a better drinker is about the booze industry. Uh, can you dig it is about uh, vinyl uh, DJ culture. Uh, so check them out. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show with a couple tips for your barbecuing out there or myths that myths. Johnny is going to break. And, myths and tips. Yeah, you've been on on that. We talked about this yesterday. We were t- I'm going to try to go over to Johnny's house and smoke some fish. Smoke some fish. Johnny had some ribs that were rubbed, and I told him I want to come over and smoke each other's meat. <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but we're going to try to get together. What yeah. kind of smoker did you get? Uh, so I got a Char Griller Kamado 20-inch Acorn. It's a really long name. So Char Griller is the company. Um, Kamado is the style. So Kamado Acorn is the style. And what that means, it's basically like a big green egg, but it's a it's a different company. So it's 20 inches wa- around circumference. So it's a pretty it's a pretty big grill. I can fit about two three racks of ribs on there easily, and then. It's it just keeps temperature so well. It's insulated so that so it's built out of a different material than your your classic Weber or anything like that. You know, this built out of like steel or whatever. This is built out out of uh, insulated. Um, I want to say porcelain. Yeah, those are heavy duty. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy lid. It looks good too. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good product. I've read good things about it. Uh, I wish I had room for a smoker at my house, but, uh, I mean, you've grilled on it, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's one of the things that I'll get into it. I've tried to grill on it. You have to get it to a really, 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 really high heat. And what I've decided is that I probably won't use that as a grill. It'll probably just stay a yeah, smoker. You can use anything for yeah, a grill. Yeah. But and that, then, that's, that's built for smoking. It's built for smoking. Yeah. And so I'm going to go into some of the, the tips and myths that I've been and reading about and learning about while trying to go exploring. on this. Exploring. Yeah, exploring this uh, this journey of barbecuing. Um, as you all know, I work at June Baby and I've been focusing a lot more on their barbecue dinner night and like making sure the barbecue's, you know, lit. Um, and my girlfriend decided for fun. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to make sure that the barbecue is lit, like literally on fire. Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, just very tasty, tasty bits, tasty Crack, bits. Cracking. Cracking. Crack, crack, cracking. Um, and so my girlfriend for Father's Day got me a grill uh, smoker to, you know, see what I would do with it, you know, and I'm definitely not going to make her feel bad. So you have, to, you have to, you have to, you know, it. she's going to yell at you. Yeah. If I don't use it, uh, she's going to yell at Sarah's me. Sarah's such a big yeller. <laughs> you know, this is just, that's just how she does. But you want to show that you appreciate it and you want to get good at it. Yeah. Uh, what have you, what have you cooked on it so far? Uh, so how's it turned out? Have you like, you know, honed anything or perfected any one thing yet or no. So right now I was just, I realized that I hadn't, I knew nothing about cooking on a charcoal grill. Like it's different than cooking 
cooking on gas, obviously, but there's, yeah, there's technique to it. There's and you, technique to well, it. Have you ever cooked on a wood fire grill? No, that's fucking super hard. Um, a lot of wood fire grills that I've actually worked before, uh, were two man. Oh, okay. So one person kind of watched the fire yeah. and kind of got the, you know, listened to the orders and pulled out the meat that needed to be mm-hmm. grilled and kept that stuff in order while one person is just watching the, the food. Oh, okay. So, and there's, with the wood fire grill, you have your hot spots, your cold spot, your hold spots, and you just get a two man rotation, which is really cool, but uh, it, it definitely definitely makes the food taste better. Oh yeah, definitely. It's so, like, it's how food should be cooked. Definitely. Yeah. And so you're cooking only with charcoal? Wood. I'm cooking with charcoal and some wood. Right now I'm using mesquite. I'm plan on switching to uh, pecan. Pretty expensive. Yeah, it is pretty expensive. I also want to try and work with a little bit of cedar. Uh, you have to work. What I'm learning is like, as you're bar- learning to barbecue, is that the ultimate goal is to do whole log barbecue. That's the goal. Um, you definitely need a bigger, yeah, bigger you, smoker than that. No, no, no. And I, was, you, I was talking to you about it before, and I was talking about we, with you bought your house. We could build you a smoke, oh, smoke yeah. house. I, yeah, well, I could definitely have but a But you do need house. to hone your skills before exactly. you get that popping. And so one thing I was reading is that if you do that, you have to um, use local wood because you're not going to be able to ship. It's going to be so expensive to ship wood over to do this. So it's a lot easier to be like, hey, you cut down, you fell that tree. You want to give me that wood? I'll use it to smoke. Yeah, well. Also, we, me and Johnny have been talking about going to Montana. I want to go out there and fish, and I'd like to spend some time with him and his wife and his baby. But uh, whenever you travel out of state, if you're driving, that's one thing people always do. It, it'll set you. It'll set you apart from other people's barbecue, mm-hmm. because like we were talking about barbecue, all the new barbecue spots inside of the stadiums is that they smoke so much meat that they all have to use locally sourced wood. Yep. But if you bring your shit from outside, they're going to be like, what is yeah, that? What Why is, is his so different? Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. The wood. The wood. The wood. And I would say also the rub. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the basic barbecue rub and there is so many different variations that you can do just to- Fresh herbs, man. Yeah, fresh herbs. Is fresh make, herbs. Make or, or, or your own dried herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that I really uh, found that was really cool. But Johnny, what do we got? All right. So one of the bi- one of the main things that I've learned while barbecuing is that there is a difference between barbecuing and grilling. A lot of people think that when they're like, hey, I'm having a barbecue this weekend. Come over to my house. I'm going to bust out the grill. That's literally a contradictory sentence because grilling and barbecuing are two different things. Um, So barbecuing is a process of low and slow cooking, generally to get a smoke, you know. Um, And what you're trying to do is you're trying to render the fat into the meat uh, so it emulsifies and becomes tender butter so you can just shred it apart Uh, that's like the goal is you want things to just fall apart Uh, but not to the point where you can't pick it up and eat it and know that it's you know have you ever been to a barbecue before where that asshole comes and says uh Technically, this you're not really barbecuing. No, right thank God, because everybody I barbecue with, they're fools. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then grilling is different. And what grilling means is to cook, literally, just to sear something at high heat. Yeah, super high sear. That is one of the pro tips that we can give you for your home cooks is when you're grilling, you need to make sure to have a super, super, super hot spot on the grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get the gr- 
grill marks on there. And the faster you sear, the more juice you're going to seal inside yeah, of the exactly. meat. Once you get that hard, and it's okay for the blackness to be on there in some yeah. parts. Uh, because that's not, the outside really isn't what you're looking for. It's what's on the inside. Mm -hmm. So the faster and quicker you sear a piece of meat and then get those juices sealed in there, you can move it over and then you can cook it slow. Yeah. So have a hot and a cold side. Have a hot and a cold side. Yep, totally. The The next thing I wanted to go into was, uh, you know, when you, you look at barbecue, you see barbecue on Instagram or on a website or something like that, and you see the brisket and they have that, that pink ring that goes around the top. Um, everybody, it's, it's called the smoke ring. Um, but contrary to belief, that ring is not caused by smoke. Say that again, sir. That smoke ring is not caused by smoke. Just blew my fucking mind, man. So what happens is, is um, what a lot of barbecue doer, barbecue professionals, barbecue doers, barbecue doers, barbecuers, <laughs> barbecuers, uh, <laughs> you know, pit masters, I guess you would call them. What they like to do to give that extra added oomph and finesse to their product is they brine their meat. Um, so they'll brine a brisket and what they super important. Yeah. They brine it in water and, uh, nitric acid salt. So pink salt, curing salt. Yeah. Um, you have to use a certain amount you have to use a certain ratio. It's very specific because it can be poisonous it's by weight, right? Yes. Um, I can't remember the exact portion. I don't really use it because I think that it technically, it doesn't add anything but the color. No. So it's not like it's going to add flavor or anything like that. And I think sometimes that some people consider it cheating. Um, it to ma get it makes it last longer too. It makes it last longer, yeah. but people say it's cheating because it, uh, because of the ability to make it more tender. I don't, I don't think it's cheating. I, that's like saying MSG is no, exactly. cheating. So it, it's just a different technique. So the reason why that happens is it's a reaction between the uh, myoglobin of the meat and the nitric acid that's happening and with the smoke going around it. Um, so people have actually sous vide meat using that method right here. and roasted it and it's had the same effect. So you get that pink Fucking ring. Fucking good idea. I don't never even thought of that. So basically they're brining the meat and then sous vide it mm -hmm. and then searing it. Yeah, and then just throwing it in the oven just to, just to get that crust on the top. Fuck, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's another. That's that's something you can do, and that's something that I've learned. That I was like, oh, so that's how that happens, and I see it a lot, you know. Um, but it's funny now when I see it, and I know what it means, and it, you know, it's it's more fun to actually go and eat barbecue that way now. Another myth: barbecue was said to have come from the French word uh, barbe. Uh, Q barbe a Q or something like barbe that. Barbe a Q, um, which means beard to tail or head to tail. But actually, barbecue comes from the word barbacoa, which is a Caribbean term um, used for slow cooking whole meat, whole product of meat, like goat, lamb, pork, uh, whatever you 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 want to call it. Um, so that was something that was really interesting, but because a lot of people are now saying that barbecue derives from the Caribbean. I see it. Whole roasted, whole roasted pig. Yeah. You know, whole slow roasted pig. I would think, I don't know. I'll have to look into this. Uh, we'll check our facts department. Right. Right. Uh, we'll email them right away. Google. I would think that, you know, the, the, the Islanders, uh, Pacific Islanders, to be specific, yeah. uh, would be the first people the first, that barbecues. I Those are pit masters. Pit, uh, for sure. And pit masters are people that 
bury their meat mm-hmm. and cook it from above, not below. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of hard to cost me a pit master if they're using a smoker. <laughs> but I would think that, you know, traditionally it would come from the Islanders. Yep. So Caribbean, yes, maybe. Yeah. So next thing, never marinate meat in barbecue sauce. No. And people will be like, why wouldn't you? No point. There's no point. It's not going to penetrate the meat, number one. Number two, all it's going to do is make it a sticky mess as soon as you try to start searing it. That's sugar, man. Yeah, there's tons and tons of sugar, ketchup, all that stuff. Like a glaze. Yeah, so what you you do is you make a barbecue spice. So you make a rub mixture that you want to use, and you let that sit on the meat for about eight hours. So you're talking about a dry rub. A dry rub, yep. And that dry rub is going to penetrate that meat, moisten the meat, make it all nice and sexy, and then don't... Don't rub it off. Go straight onto the grill. Start cooking it or smoking it, whatever you want to do. Um, And then at the very end, once you've got your meat basically cooked, then start brushing barbecue sauce on and give it a nice little glaze. And then you get that little char bit, but it's not overly charred. And you need the same spices that you use in your uh, dry rub. um, You can use in your barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. So it's not those flavors. It's not a big jumbled mess of of, uh, tastes and uh, scents and flavors. Um, they help each other. They lend a hand. They lend a hand. That acid, that spice. Yeah. I have homemade barbecue sauce at home right now. I make my all mine by. I like all my sauces made by hand. I can't yeah. stand going to a store and buying sauces. No, that's not the way to be. Um, and then the last thing, uh, barbecue isn't fast food. You know, you got your places like Arby's and all these places that do do barbecue meat, and uh, that's not considered barbecue. Barbecue takes up to about 12 hours. It's a very slow, low process of just rendering fat and meat together. Actually, one of the fun facts that I saw in an article I was reading earlier was that McDonald's actually started off as a barbecue restaurant and they couldn't keep up with the demand. So they scratched that idea and um, turned it into a burger, shakes and fries place because that overhead is a lot more, uh, is a lot easier to make than, than to do the barbecue you know you save a lot of time you save a lot of money and you can just pump food out real quick so those are my fun facts about barbecuing for the summer of 2018 and i'll keep you guys updated on anything else that i've learned while on my journeys and i'll be sure to post some fun sexy videos on our page so you guys know what i'm working with know what i'm doing and can see the process of uh what i am trying to find as true barbecue yeah, we'll do a whole series on your b- barbecuing. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that about um, McDonald's not being able to keep up with the demand of the barbecue. Uh, actually, e- Eater came out with a story uh, about a new uh, barbecue spot up on Capitol Hill. Oh God! Um, and they keep so they sell out pretty much every day. And mm-hmm. so when I first heard about this, I. I know these guys from b-boying, from breakdancing. Oh, weird. And I didn't know that they barbecued. I'm not really friends with them, but I know them from the the breakdancing scene from when I used to dance. Yes, I know I'm overweight, but I can still get down on the dance floor. Uh, <laughs> don't try to battle me, fool, because you will get served. Served. Uh, but these guys, uh, it's called Meaty Johnsons, and um, they can't keep up with the demand of uh, their food. So it's on the corner of Minor and Pine, and they have brisket, pulled pork. They do St. Louis-style ribs and chicken and sausage. It's all made by uh, 
made by hand. Uh, the owner, Zach Johnson, he's trying to expand the hours, but right now he's only open from 11 a.m. to 3 because he can't keep up with the if you're selling, If products. you're selling barbecue and you're only selling barbecue, you're going to sell more meat than you've ever sold in your entire life. Whatever you think is the basic amount of meat you need, double, double it. it. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is, is that it is time consuming. It's not something you can do on the fly. Uh, us as chefs being in a restaurant, all that stuff is prepped for you mm-hmm. and you can cook something up. There's there's shortcuts, there's corners you can cut to not 86 anything until you can get the product up to par. Yeah, uh, You never want to 86 with product in house, but with barbecue, um, you can't just set it and forget it. No, yeah, uh, you, you have to watch even with electric smokers. Um, well, you, and if you put more, the thing that we're learning with June Baby is like we use an electric smoker because that's what you have to use yeah. in a restaurant. But when the more meat you put in, the more moisture that happens in there, and the less smoke is going to stick on to the meat. And when the smoke sticks to the meat, that's when it gets that dark color. So what we've been noticing is we'll put in a bunch of racks. We have enough that can fit five racks. We put five racks in racks on racks on. Racks. Those bottom two racks are still blonde while the top rack is like black. So what we've started to learn to do rotate. is we got to rotate yeah. and it doesn't matter if you lose the smoke, you got to start the smoker nope. back up on high and get that kicking again yeah. and then drop it down. But there, it's a, there's an art form to this and you know, it's definitely not something that you can just pull up out your ass on the fly. Yeah. Most sure. definitely. Um, the longer you soak your wood chips, um, the richer the smoke is going to be. Um, the darker it's going to be. So there's a lot of prep time that goes into it. And um, just like I've thought about, you know, I wanted to go to Woodshop uh, Woodshop Barbecue and ask them if I could stage with them or do some free work just to learn about barbecuing because I really like their product. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is it's just like bakers. You have to come in super, super early, early and get that stuff going. And you have to sit there and watch. And hopefully maybe they'll let you leave or there's some crossover where you don't have to stay till the end and somebody else can pull it. But as like I am, I like to watch my food from beginning to end. Yep. I don't like to st- start something and finish it. And I don't like finishing off somebody else's shit because uh, I want to be responsible for the whole piece of product. Um, so yeah. So any uh, tips, tricks, or uh, sh- helpful tips you might have for Johnny when it comes to barbecuing, uh, make sure you email us at grillhowlongsteakmister at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, comments, you can hit us up there. Um, if you want to catch me on Instagram, I'm going to be at Bobby Stills. Uh, if you want to check out Johnny on Instagram, it's going to be uh, Johnny Toonami. Also, uh, thanks for all the feedback on our Instagram, guys. It's uh, at grillhowlongsteakmister on Instagram. Uh, Twitters, uh, we're back at it on Twitters. I'm not heavy on Twitters. Johnny's not heavy on Twitters, but shout out James Yader for on our Twitter page for us. Um, if you want to uh, interested in about learning about podcasting or um, you have any communications or like audio media stuff or visuals, uh, you can hit up Keith at www.soundcastingnetwork.com. Uh, anything else there, uh, Johnny, before we close out this show and get back into the sun? No, just everybody enjoy your week um, and kill it in that game. You know, it's going to be a busy weekend. So make sure you got that me, Sam, plus. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, We do appreciate you in the back of the house and we do appreciate you in the front of the house. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate all the customer feedback or the fan feedback we've been getting out in the streets. Yeah. Until next week, guys. Peace. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.